discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same. We are constant. God is constant. God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. He says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today, and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything he is, that is why he told Abraham, he said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boateng as Christ is magnified in you. We are not done. Hallelujah. Did you receive anything? You have to. Yeah, as we we're praying, that's what God was sending me for us to, for me to allow you to ask me questions. If there's anything that I've said that you don't really understand concerning what we have said in the last few hours, okay? You are liberty to ask. All those of you who are online, you can just. Send your message. So let's start. We have an hour more. Yes, Pastor Kobe. The next week, we'll do the rest. Hallelujah. I feel like I've loaded you, and you have to think about what I've said so much. Yes, so I won't, I won't add some more to it. Hallelujah. Yes, man of God. Thank you so much, Pastor. Please, I wanted to find out um, whether it's possible to run on both pillars. The... Um, Boaz it's and a question then, on your mind too, eh? Yes. So, I was, I was thinking about it since you said it. Yes. It's, it's called lay ministry. <laughs> That's what it's called. And presently you are running on both of it. But you would know in your heart, if with time, God would push you. There's a calling of God. Okay? There's a calling of God upon your life. And you would know as time goes on. It reflects itself in lay ministry. And then as time goes on, you realize that you will shift from lay ministry to full-time ministry. Where your every day, your every day of the week is for God. You are not doing any form of business. You have given yourself wholly to one pillar. If you are like that, you are a beam connecting two pillars. <laughs> you see, this, this is a pillar, this is another pillar. What links the two is called a beam, isn't it? Uh-huh. So a beam is like a mixture of the two pillars, sort of. Okay. But there's, there's nothing wrong with it. God can continue. You can continue like that for the rest of your life. There are many people like that. Okay. Actually, all of us are in lay ministry. But not all of us hold microphone and are, ref, are reflecting the ministry of a pastor or are called into the ministry, the fivefold office of pastoring or being an evangelist or being an apostle or being a prophet or any of those things. Do you get it? Aha. Uh-huh. But all of us are called into ministry. All of us are lay ministers. Okay? All of us are lay ministers. However, the Spirit of God can put you exclusively in one. That's what you manifest or show forth clearly. I mean, it's clear that this person is a business person. He loves the Lord. He loves the ministry. He preaches to people. He evangelizes. He has people he's raising. He's doing all those things. But he's a businessman. You get it? 
if you go to full gospel businessmen fellowship, you have so many businessmen who love God and win souls. But they are businessmen. They have millions of dollars. They do so much for the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah, so you can be... I, I started off in lay ministry. Okay? I was working and doing all other things to bring money to the house of God. But as time went on, God told me, it's okay. Come and come and be here. So that you can push the work forward. And that's what I'm, I'm, I am now. You get it? Uh, so some of you will be pushed into full-time ministry. You spend your life working in the house of God. And you know it. As the years go by, you would know it. That you end up in the house of God fully. Yes. Because you must have missionaries who go to other places and sow their lives as a seed there. Permanently. I see what I'm talking about. Huh. And it will come through lay ministry sometimes and full-time ministry sometimes. In Jesus' name. So, I hope I've answered your question. You can be in both. You can be in both pillars. But with time, it will be clear for you where to go. In Jesus' name. Amen. Any other question? But have you learned anything at all? Are you sure? It has worked some carefulness in you. So you realize that it's like you are wasting time. You are delaying. Life is serious business. Serious business. Okay? You have to really push. You have to do something. Do something before you die. Any other person with any question? Yes. Stephen. Uh, A.K.A. Sobo. Yes, please ask your question. Okay, thank you, Pastor. Okay, oh. sometimes it's maybe you have your mind on what or you were going to pray about it. But say it again. You had your mind on one thing already before you were going to about it. So as you are praying, realize that your mind is you, you won't know whether you want to change it. The Holy Spirit is asking you to change it or you have to stay on Because your mind is already there. You actually like you want it, but sometimes it may not be the will of God. So how do you differentiate or how are you able to know that, okay, I'm not supposed to do this because you already have your mind on it. Like as, Even as you are praying, it's, it's coming back in your head and it's as if it's the Holy Spirit um, Speaking to you or something. Take your time. Yes. And lay it aside. You see, there's, there's, it's a big problem to approach God with your own decisions already. It means that you're not ready for God to talk to you. So you always hear what God hasn't said, but you say God has said. Yes. A lot of times when you say God has said, God hasn't said. It's not God who is really talking. It's your mind that is talking to you. You get it. So you have to take your time. In such a case, take your time. You, you, if you can use a week to pray about this particular thing and what exactly God would want you to do, just do it. Okay? Uh, don't come with a prejudiced mind to God. You have made up your mind already. Uh-huh. So if you realize it's there like that, ask God to set it aside if it is not from Him. And God will say, You must pray that kind of prayer. Set it aside if it is not from you. And God will set it aside. You get it. He will help you. You'll be surprised. God is an intelligent being. You must pray that kind of prayer. God, whatever is not good for me, I don't want. Search me, what? Search me, O Lord. What? And know my heart. Try me. And know my thoughts. And see if there be any wicked way in me. 
139, verse 23. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. Next verse. And see if there be any wicked way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. So this prayer will really help you. Okay? Search me. It happens to all of us. You approach God with, with your thoughts already. Serious. Your own mind. So you ask God, search me. If there's something that... Sometimes, eh? You are praying for church growth as a pastor. But the reason why I praying for church growth is not correct. The content, the topic is correct, but the content is not correct. The motive behind the prayer is not correct. You get it? Uh-huh. You want church growth so that you can prove to another church that the Lord has called you. Or prove to some people that the Lord has called you. God, too, he, doesn't, he looks at your heart more than he looks at what you are saying with your mouth. So you ask God, God, search me. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. And see if there be any wicked way in me and lead me in the, in the way everlasting. Hallelujah. Have I answered you? Great. Great. All right. So there's a question online right now. Two or three questions, I think. Three questions. First one is, the first one says, Daddy, please, I would like to ask if what you've been assigned to do can be changing as time goes on. Or there's one specific thing that you have to do throughout your life. And also, can someone's destiny be changed? <laughs> That's a very interesting question. Of course, like I, I mentioned initially, you see God per time. Okay? There are cycles with God. God, look at the children of Israel, for instance. God didn't tell them the details of all that was going to happen to them on the way. He told them their end. But as they were going, he took them through various places and helped them do various things. Do you understand? So you may start out from somewhere. I didn't get here by just jumping here. I've gone through a process. And the process has taken God talking on various, in various times. Because we don't see God once in your lifetime. When God talks to you, it's finished. Okay, now I can move. We see God at different times. That's what God will stir you up to start seeking him concerning a particular thing. And he will show you what to do. Okay? So it can, be, it can vary as time goes on. God doesn't show you everything. He shows you per time what to do. Do you understand? Uh-huh. But he has one end in mind. He has one end in mind. Now, does God change destinies? Emphatically, yes. God changes destinies because some people don't do what they are supposed to do. <laughs> you know what I said? God changes destinies because some people don't do what they are supposed to do. Let's say Pastor Ayin is supposed to uh, accomplish a particular feat in God, in God. Then after he has finished that assignment, Pastor Archie is the one who is supposed to continue. But Pastor Eugene doesn't do what he's supposed to do. What do you think Pastor Archie will come and come and do? He will do what he was supposed to do because he didn't do what he was supposed to do. Do you get it? It's just an example. I hope you understand. For instance, uh, Saul was supposed to accomplish a certain work. But he didn't accomplish it. What did God say? I found a, a better neighbor than thee. Do you think David's original calling was to do what he was doing? That was not his original calling. Who was called initially for that? Did he obey what God told him to do? So what happened? God called a neighbor that is better than him to fulfill the calling that God had upon his life. Are you saying it? Huh. To fulfill the calling that was upon his life. So destinies do change. God will let you accomplish things that initially may not have been in your 
on your way because some people refuse to accomplish those things. So he will give it to you. <laughs> Please, are you understanding what I'm saying? How many of you know Judas in the Bible? Let's read something about Judas. Acts chapter 1. You will see something very interesting. Acts chapter 1. From verse 15. Acts 1 15. And in those days, Peter stood up in the midst of the disciples and said, The number of names together were about 120. Men and brethren, this scripture must needs have been fulfilled, which the Holy Ghost by the mouth of David spake before concerning Judas, which was guide to them that took Jesus. For he was numbered with us. He was what? He was numbered with us and had obtained part of this ministry. What was his original calling? He, was, he obtained a part of the ministry of Jesus. Do you think it was designed from heaven, that it was designed from ages past, that a man called Judas would be the one to betray Jesus? He just filled that place. You will see it. Now this man purchased a field with a reward of iniquity, and falling headlong, he, he burst asunder in the midst, and all his bowels gushed out. And it, is, it was known unto all the dwellers at Jerusalem, in so much that the field is called in their proper tongue, Akadelma. That is to say, the field of blood. For it is written in the book of Psalms, let his habitation be desolate, and let no man dwell therein. And this, and his bishopric, let his what? His what? You understand that? You don't understand that. Let's read another version of this particular verse. It says, let another take his position or overseership. He had overseership with God. When Jesus said that the 12 of you shall sit upon 12 thrones, judging the 12 tribes of Israel, he was part. That was his original calling, but he lost out. So who replaced him? Someone called Paul came to come and replace him. They chose somebody, but the person was not the one God had designed. They chose him by voting. But God had, they, cast, they casted lots, which is voting. voting. They, they didn't know that God had chosen somebody called Paul to replace that guy. So Paul, what Paul did may not have been the original thing that God had designed, had designed for him. Yes. It might have been Judas's call that Paul continued. Because Paul is now part of the foundations of the, of the New Jerusalem. He's part of the names. He's, his name is part of the top. It's not 12 apostles, isn't it? Yeah, but, the, but one was, couldn't make it. So destinies are changed. As for that one, if I don't tell it's true, I'll be lying to you. Destinies are changed. Okay? But it is according to the prerogative of God. It's not according to the prerogative of a certain man. How do you know your destiny? For you to start calling God to change it. Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? Unless it's revealed to you that there's some wild thing be that you are going to be the next Hitler. It is revealed to you that you'll be the next Hitler. Then you can, but you are a child of God. That, that those things are not part of your thoughts. You get it? So I hope you understand what I just said. Yeah. So destinies are changed, but it is from God's perspective. So if you remember, Paul mentioned that he was saved prematurely. Did you ever read that about Paul? Hallelujah. First Corinthians 15. He was talking about his salvation. Okay? And he said something about his salvation. That's to him, okay. And last of all, he was seen of me also as of one born out of due time. Let's read other versions of that. 
And last of all, he appeared to me also as to one prematurely and born dead, no better than an unperfected fetus among living men. <laughs> that was how he considered his new birth. Okay? As though Jesus had to step in time and do something about his life and put him on a certain course. That was not planned originally. Are you getting it? Uh-huh. So, it's possible. It is. It happens. God will, God will show you. God will show you that he has added this one to you and added this one to you. If he adds it to... It means it wasn't part of the original, but he has added something more. That accomplished this. Accomplish that. Do that. Because you are more responsive to him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Any other question from here? Yes. Please ask your question. Uh, well, my dad, my question is that um, uh, when you call from and then uh, what the difference between you and someone who had a call from God and uh, another person who also loved to do the work of God? What's the difference between God yeah. and someone like, getting a call, a from, call God, from God and then another someone, person yeah. who loves yeah. In yeah. Fact, love to? In First Timothy chapter 2 verse 1, the Bible says that if any man desires the office of a bishop, so there's, there are various ways of being called into the ministry. First Timothy 3 1. This is a true saying. If a man desired the office of a bishop, he desired a good work. So you can desire the work of God. There's nothing wrong with it. It's a means for God calling you into his work. Okay? Which is a very good means. But then, there are other people who are also called with certain circumstances, certain conditions. Normally, such people, their ears are very hard. So God will do a strange something to get them. Because if it is not strange and direct, they will never mind God. They will never desire. But this is the main, this is the main thing that is mentioned categorically in the New Testament. That if any man is like the means of getting into the ministry. Desire. Okay? And actually, desire is something that God works in you. To start with. God works that in you. And then you have that desire to do that. It's still part of the calling of God. It's still the calling of God, anyway. Okay? Then you have those with strange callings where uh, they will see a burning bush or the Lord will appear to them a spectacular experience. Uh-huh. Like Paul. Okay? For instance, Timothy was not called into ministry. Do you know how Timothy was called into ministry? Paul needed someone to help him. And they said, oh, Timothy is a good boy. He said, okay, come and come and join. Timothy became a bishop. Bishop of Ephesus. I see it. His calling was not with fire and brimstone. It was the man of God needed something to be done. And they said, oh, he's a good boy. He can help you. And he came to help him. I think Acts chapter 16, right? Acts chapter 16 from verse 1. Look at Acts chapter 16 verse 1. I hope I'm right. Yeah. Then came he to Debbie and Lystra. And behold, a certain disciple was there named Timotheus, the son of a certain woman, which was a Jewess, Jewess, and believed. But his father was a Greek. Him... He says, which was well reported of by the brethren that were at Lystra. Everybody spoke of him well. At Lystra and Iconium. Next verse. Him would Paul have to go forth with. So Paul wanted to go with him. Just like that. And took and circumcised him because of the Jews which were in those quarters. For they knew all that his father was a Greek. This was Timothy's calling. This was Timothy's calling. And they continued like that. Okay? Uh-huh. So... Um, Whichever one God decides to do, you don't determine which one God should use. 
<laughs> it's also God's call. Whichever way he wants to call you is so powerful anyway. I have never seen any burning bush. My calling was not spectacular. It was just, the more I prayed, the more I knew. Like you know that you are born again. I just knew that this is what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. And God spoke to me from within, not an audible voice, from within. Do this, just do it. And it will work. This is what I've called you to do. And it worked. That's worked to this point. Still working. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. All right, so another one online. Pastor, I know I have to be disciplined. Stop being lazy, but how do I achieve it? Do I just pray to become disciplined? Or I need grace to be disciplined? How do I achieve a disciplined lifestyle, both spiritually and in my body? Is it not a good question? First, I quoted the first Corinthians 15, verse 10. Grace. Grace is divine ability. Yeah. Divine ability. It strengthens your mind and strengthens you to be able to do what you say you will do. Okay? But by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace, he says, by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace which was bestowed upon me was not in vain. But I labored more abundantly than they all, yet not I, but the grace of God which was with me. What caused him to labor? What caused him to labor? Grace. So what do you do? The Bible says to find grace. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 16. Go to Hebrews 4 16. 16. Everything we preach to you, at the end of the day, you must take grace for it. By strength shall no man prevail. So, no matter what is preached, always have that at the back of your mind. That I must receive grace for that particular thing. Okay? Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we may what? Obtain mercy and find grace to help. So if you realize you need help, what do you do? Find grace. How do you find grace? The word find means to take grace. Okay? So say, I receive grace to help me be disciplined. Uh-huh. Continue like that. Continue saying that wherever you go. When you realize that it's like you are faltering something, I receive grace to be disciplined along this line. And God will help you. It's as simple as ABCD. Hallelujah. Any question from here? Yes. Okay, probably I have to do two here and then one here. Because there are so many people online. We have about plenty of questions here. Thank you, Daddy. Pastor, I want to know that as you are waiting um, on God in prayer for what to do, is it possible that God can speak to you to go to your pastor and ask your pastor what to do? Emphatically, yes. Emphatically, yes. God can talk to you, but God will also have to speak to the pastor. And he will. Okay? You know, First Timothy is six chapters, isn't it? Is it true? Those were six chapters of instructions to Timothy. Six chapters of instructions all to Timothy on what to do, what God is saying he should do. So, First Timothy chapter 1 verse 1, Paul opens it like this. Look at it. First Timothy 1 1. He calls him my son. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the city of God, as a and Lord Jesus Christ, which is our hope. Unto Timothy, my own son in the faith. Have you seen it? Grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father and Jesus our Lord. Blah, blah, blah. He goes on. Gives instructions. He calls him my son at that point. Second Timothy chapter 1, verse 1. Go to Second Timothy chapter 1, verse 1. 
Paul, apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, according to the promise of, of life in Christ Jesus. To Timothy, my what? Dearly beloved son. Have you seen the difference? One is my own son. The other one is what? Dearly beloved. Why? Because he has fulfilled, he had kept all the first six chapters of instructions. So he had become dearly beloved. Dearly beloved. Okay? Uh-huh. So God, of course God speaks, God speaks to us through his, his men. He does. Yeah, he does. But don't relegate everything to him. There are ways that God speaks to you. God would want to have direct contact with you. He would just use your pastor to confirm and straighten you up. And use him to instruct you sometimes. Okay? I hope I've answered you. So it's part. God can even tell you to go to your pastor and let him choose for you who you marry. It's possible. It depends on how close you are. If you are not close, we can't do that for you. Hallelujah. Also, Daddy, I'd like you to draw a difference between being spooky about what to do and ending up not doing anything and always inquiring of the will of God. Do you understand? You don't understand? There's one group that's always, even if they want, they have to move from here to here, they ask God, God, should I move from here to here? Should I eat? God, should I eat? God, should I bath at this point? What time should I bath? There's something wrong with you. God is interested in everything in your life. But it's just like being in your father's house and you asking your father every single... You are disturbing him, isn't it? We don't work like that. We talk about important things. Okay? Let me show you how Paul functioned. Same Acts chapter 16. Okay? Same Acts chapter 16. Now let's read from... Yeah, Acts chapter 16. Let's read from verse 6. Now when they had gone throughout Phrygia and the region of Galatia and were forbidden of the Holy Ghost to preach the word in Asia. So they were going. They, were, they had been commissioned by God to go, to, to go and preach. So they were just going. Pastor Peter, they were just going. And as they were going, they got to a place. The Bible says that they were forbidden of the Holy Ghost. Okay? And after they were come to Mycenae, they are said or they tried to go into Bithynia. But the Spirit suffered them not. So the Holy Spirit prevented them. How? I don't know. He didn't, the Bible didn't say. But the Holy Spirit could prevent you by letting you know emphatically from within your spirit. Or letting you know outwardly by frustrating your work. Do you get it? By frustrating your work. Just like Balaam. You know, do you know Balaam in the Bible? Balaam the prophet. Balaam was going to curse Israel. God was prompting him not to go. He prompted within. He didn't mind. When he was going, he used his donkey to frustrate his life. So there's inward corrections or inward um, chastening. And there's outward chastening as well. Hallelujah. So it says, but the Spirit suffered them not. Next verse. And they, and they passing by Mycenae came down to, so they, they were still going. They came down to trust. And a vision appeared to Paul in the night. There stood a man of Macedonia and prayed him, saying, Come over into Macedonia and help us. Next verse. And after he had seen the vision, immediately we endeavored to go into Macedonia, assuredly gathering that the Lord had called us for to preach the gospel unto them. So they were moving. And as they were going, they were, still, they were talking to God as to what to do. Do you get it? 
Uh -huh. If God changes it for you, he, you just move. If not, just continue doing what you're supposed to do. So don't become spooky. Okay? Don't become spooky. Do you know how our church in Accra started? Our church in Accra started primarily because it came to my mind. I was just, it just came to my mind. Most of our people are moving from Kumasi to Accra. We meet them here as students. As they are going, they go back to Accra. Then they vanish. Why don't we start a church in Accra? So that when they go, they can be in that church. Right now, there are plenty of people in there are church in Accra. Plenty. We have six churches in Accra, isn't it? Six churches in Accra. Plenty. Are you seeing it? Did, did, did God say, my son, start a church in Accra? No. I just knew. It's called being practical. That it has to be there. But as we did, we realized that, hey, God was really interested in it. And he gave word concerning it. So don't be spooky. Okay? Go. Seek the, talk to God. But be going. You know what God has, uh, you, there are things that God has already said in his word. You don't need to, you don't need to pray about being, being born again. Should I be born again? No. I mean, the Bible emphatically lets you know that you have to be born again. And if you are born again, you don't have to be born again again. Do you get it? Uh -huh. You don't have to ask the Holy Spirit to do what? You don't have to be asking some things. Just talk to God. Whether you should win souls. Is it the will of God for your life to win souls? I mean, it's already in the scriptures. You don't need to pray about it. Are you saying it? So don't become spooky. Praying and seeking the will of God about nothing. Seek the will of God about the most important things. And I've showed you, I spoke to you today. Okay? Yeah. Any other question here? Okay, I'm coming. Let me, let me answer this one. I did not quite hear anything from God while we're praying. Is it that God does not want to talk to me now? It's a very genuine question. Is it that God is not, has not made up his mind to talk to me now? Um, can I also ask you a question? Do you get gold on top of the soil? Where do, what do you do? You dig deeper, isn't it? Huh. So... If you want to hear some things, you have to go deep with God. A casual browser cannot hear some things. We just prayed for some few minutes. It's not even, we didn't pray for one hour. We prayed for about 55 minutes. It wasn't yet one hour. You are surprised to pray for 55 minutes. About 55 minutes. Okay? You may have to seek God for three days. Take time off. Don't be a casual browser. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want more examples. I want to give you more examples. Luke chapter 18, concerning the woman who was praying. Okay. Luke chapter 18 from verse 1. Let's look at it. Luke chapter 18 from verse 1. And he speaks a problem to them. Amplified version. Okay. Amplified. Also, Jesus told them a parable to the effect that they ought always to pray and not to turn coward, faint, lose heart, and give up. <laughs> he said, in a certain city there was a judge who neither reverenced and feared God, nor respected, nor or considered man. And there was a woman in that city who kept coming to him and saying, protect and defend and give me justice against my adversary. 
And for a time he would not. But later he said to himself, though I have neither reverence or fear for God, nor respect or consideration for man, yet because this woman continues to bother me, I will defend and protect and avenge her, lest she give me intolerable annoyance and wear me out by her continual coming, or at the last she come and rail on me and, or assault me or strangle me. Then the Lord said, listen to what the unjust just says. And will not our just God defend and protect and avenge his elect, his chosen ones, who cried to him, what? While he deferred them and delayed help on their behalf. Sorry. I tell you, he will defend and protect and avenge them speedily. However, when the Son of Man comes, will he find it persistent in faith on the earth? He also told this parable to some people who trusted in themselves and were confident that they were righteous, that they were upright and in right standing with God and scorned and made nothing of all the rest of men. Two men went up to the temple and closed to pray. You remember this, this scripture? Yeah, but the, the, the idea is that um, you don't expect deep things to be spoken just like that. Or you don't understand. I don't know if it was last week. Last week I was telling you if your parents want to tell you something very serious. What, they wake you up at a certain time, isn't it? Uh-huh. And they, and they take you into the bedroom. We, you just entered the porch of God. You've not got into the hall. So you must, you must continue. Yeah. You must continue. continue. I, we, just start, we are just starting out. Some people have some things. But we are just starting out. To con- so continue. Continue praying. Okay? God will honor you. God will speak to you. He will show you what to do. It's not difficult. But... He doesn't, want your, you, he doesn't want to say something and you say it's your mind. Or your mind to say something and you say it's him. So he wants a clear differentiation that your mind is off and he can talk to you. Sometimes you can pray out. When you sleep, then you realize that God will start talking to you. God is a master communicator. He knows all that is going on. Okay? Any other question from here? You had a question, yes. Ask, ask a question. Thank you, Pastor. Please, it was actually a follow-up to um, what Elder Adelita asked. Hallelujah. So, say it's a plan concerning a certain business venture I want to begin. And my pastor advises me along that line. Do I still need to pray about it or I should take it that God has spoken? <laughs> How come you, you just got into the business venture? Did you just get into it? No. Um, it was something I was no it was not something I prayed about it's something I thought of and I discussed it say with my pastor when my pastor advised me about oh you can do it this way oh then God has spoken so I can do it this way talk to God Okay. pray pray and find out if that is what God your pastor is supposed to confirm things for you okay and give you instructions concerning what to do so don't, don't tempt him. Yes, don't tempt him. You just, it just came to your mind, you come and talk to me. Oboka, wabo, wana waboka. Men, kase mena me yebibi. So I just, I mean, you were casual about it, so me too, casual about it. I'll be casual about it. If you're serious about it, I'll be serious about it. Yes. So pray, pray. We are training you to talk to your God. We, we, the, the aim is not to get you to us. We want you to get you to our Lord. We want to get you to our Lord. Okay? 
yeah. We are guides for you. Helping you with the scriptures. That's what we are. We are for you. Very important. We fill a very important place. But the aim, the ultimate aim is that you have access to your Lord. Okay? Actually, it's your faith that makes things work. It's not even the pastor's faith. Think about that. Most of the time. And as you grow in the Lord, you, you don't do things like a baby Christian anymore. That every time you come and like you have an idea, Pastor, what do you think? It, it's a, it will be a very stressful thing for any man of God to do. You are growing in God, so you have to learn how to see God's face concerning things. So there's a time that comes that if you come out, say, go and pray about it, because you've reached a point where you should be able to hear God for yourself. Do you understand? Yes. So as you grow um, in Christ, endeavor to know the will of God for yourself, because that is the, that is the a hallmark of a growing Christian. Okay, so you don't still do things like the, th- the way you were doing things two years ago. You don't still do things like the way you were doing things two years ago. You have to grow. You understand? Yes, like Pastor said, we are here to um, fulfill or fill a role. Okay, we guide you to God. We don't want you to always be on us like we are the final authority in your, in your life or anything. It's God that we want to guide you to. He's the final authority in your life. We guide you to make the right decisions. Do you understand? Yes. So you have to learn how to seek God for yourself. You have to learn how to go to a retreat center and fast and pray. And read your Bible. Every single person sitting here. It's not for only pastors. Do you understand? If you want to get serious with God, you have to learn how to do those things. Otherwise, you will be a casual browser and your life will really not be anything to to talk about because you are casual with God so God will also be casual with you. Do you understand? But if you want to go deep with God, God will be go deep with you. And that involves you setting time to wait on him, fasting, going to retreat centers, shutting the door, praying and seeking his face and reading your Bible. Every single person here needs to do that. Hallelujah. Okay? Waiting on God has to do with it. The next point I was going to make was getting the wisdom of the word. And I'll talk about it next week. The wisdom of the word. And then the next thing is fellowship the spirit. Okay? That's the next point. Then the other ones continue like that. So those two make this aspect of waiting on God more complete for you. I stopped at the point. Okay? Hallelujah. But you can't, you can't claim you're a child of God and you don't, you don't like God. You don't, like, you don't want to spend time with God. I mean, what are you talking about? You are, there's something wrong with you. You should know that there's something wrong with you. You only come for things. That's why you will never get, you will never get them. You will be, whilst you are asking, others don't ask. It comes to them. There are a lot of Christians who don't have to ask God for anything because they are deep with God. They are deep with God. They don't have to request. They've gone beyond requesting. Do you understand what I'm saying? So you have to cross a certain line. That's why we are teaching you these things. We are not, it's not for pastors. It's for everybody. Wait on God. If you are interested, it is good for you. If you are not interested, it is up to you. Wait on God. Through prayer, the word. These two things. You can't, 
prayer, the word fasting. It is difficult. It is not easy. But the cost is better than the price you pay for not doing it. Do you hear what I said? Are you a Christian? Then you should be interested. You should be interested. There was a day Israel's life was in the balance. An instruction had been given by uh, the Babylonian king concerning Israel's destiny. Israel was to be terminated in one day. They were all supposed to be killed all over the world in one day. How did they change that? They changed that through prayer and fasting. They spoke to God and it changed. You should be a Christian who gets offended when things are not going a certain way. You should ask, ah, what's going on? I have to talk to God about some of these things. And lock yourself up and just pray. Pray, read your Bible, fast. Sometimes the fast that you do is not correct because you start 6 a.m., you end at 6 p.m. And during that period, you were walking in the doom, doing every other thing else. You didn't do much. It would have been profitable for you to have eaten at 3 p.m. Stop eating at 3 p.m. Okay? Get home or get somewhere. Be in that place from 3 p.m. throughout the night. Awake till morning. You do an all night on your own. Talking to God. Not sleeping. Talking to God. Sleeping maybe is on two or three hours. And then you, you exit. God will answer you concerning some things. Hallelujah. Do you know what the Bible says? It says, draw nigh to me and I'll draw nigh to you. If you draw nigh to him, he will draw. You think those scriptures are not in the It's New Testament, though. It's New Testament. Draw nigh to me. So if you are not interested in drawing nigh to him, he will not draw nigh to you. If I'm coming to tell you, I'm coming to propose to you, okay, let you know how much I love you. And I come, I'm telling you, oh, I love you. And then you start asking me questions. Oh, so why do you love me? Why do you love me? Why don't you love this other person? So the love, what, what percentage is it? I will not mind you again. Or... Yeah, I'll only tell you when I know you are very boys don't just propose of course we have boys who just propose but serious boys don't just propose a serious guy will make sure that you are really he has really gotten to a certain point with you before he will sit down and propose marriage to you oh you don't know that uh-huh. when he's drawn nigh to you and you're also drawing nigh then you realize that hey it will, it will work uh-huh. nobody wants to be embarrassed you go, you propose, you say, if you look at me and you look at you, can we wait? Come on, get out of here. I mean, you will be disappointed. Hallelujah. Good morning, Pastor. What makes you not, what makes you not hear from the Holy Spirit? That's first question. Second question. What makes you slow, tired, and not effective in praying? What makes you not hear from the Holy Spirit? What makes you not hear from the Holy Spirit is, is that you don't know the language of the Spirit first of all. That is where the Word of God comes in. The Word of God is a language. How many of you can speak Ga? Meta madam mo fiamo ni nyae wiega. 
nearly sold you out. Was I speaking a language other people could understand? How come you couldn't understand it? Because your mind has not been trained to hear it. Hmm? Your mind has not been trained to hear it. So I'm, I was speaking all right. It made sense. It's, 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 it's a language that some people understand. I can speak my mother tongue right now. Do you agree? It's okay. I was speaking my mother tongue. Uh, it's, a, it's a form of a kiapim. Go on. Ah, you, you understand? You can, we can speak it right now. We can sell you right now. 50 pesos. It's a language that exists. People understand. But because your mind has not been trained to hear it, you can't hear it. So the Holy Spirit also has a language that it speaks. The Holy Spirit speaks. But because you have not trained your mind, how do you train your mind? Through the word of God. Read the Bible. That's why we don't fast without the Bible. You don't fast without the Bible. Why are you fast? You are doing hunger strike. You're on a hunger strike. That's what you are on. You are, in the, you are, you are doing a fasting without the Bible. No message, nothing, zero. You are doing fasting, you are watching movies. You will say the Holy Ghost has spoken to you through the, through the movie. I saw that it will be six o'clock. So that, I can... so that it will be six o'clock quickly so I can go and eat. The hunger normally starts at 3 p.m. Between 3 and 6. You can be looking at the watch like this. No, you should do. We, I made the pastors do 24 hour fast. We are fasting. And when we get on Friday, when we get to Friday, Friday, we fast from, we fast the whole of Friday into Saturday morning. We eat Saturday morning and we come for all night, isn't it? We come for all night. We eat on Saturday morning around 10 a.m. Ask them how many times, how much God spoke to them. It was very nice. That is fast. The sister says it's a joke. But, but for a start, we can start from there. No, you see, unless you are, not, you are not ready to really birth out what God wants you to birth out. The Bible says that when Zion traveled, it brought forth a children. If you don't travel, no children will come forth. You better become serious as a child of God. Don't just be there. Hallelujah. Okay. Pastor Flo, your people, they have asked plenty of questions. Let's go to another place. Daddy, happy birthday. Please, my question is, is there a point in, happy birthday to you too. Is there a point in one's life where it's too late to turn back to the purpose of God if you wasted most of your life on foolish adventures? God is a God of what? Many chances, isn't it? Many opportunities. So no matter where you've gotten to in life, makes no difference. That's where you met God. Abraham met God at 75. God called him at 65. He responded at 75. He wasted 10 years on foolish things. But he, when he reasoned up and came back, God worked with him. So don't worry. God will still work with you. Okay? How long am I to wait on God? What about if it takes a long time? Should I be there and do nothing while waiting on God and still say I am waiting on God? I think I've answered. I've answered it, isn't it? I've not answered it. I sit with the word. Watch message. 
wait on God. It takes a long time. How do you mean it by it takes like that? That that bonga say. Continue. Oh. I think maybe the person is trying to say that if I'm waiting on God and assuming I want to maybe do some kind of job and God is not answering, I've not heard anything so far, how long do I have to wait? Do I have to just sit and not do the job and just be there waiting on God or I can do the job whilst I'm waiting? Hallelujah. Will you answer it? You can postpone it and then come back at another time. Postpone which one, please? Maybe in case you are working at Echo Bank and you are praying and it's time to go to work. I think you have to go to work. That's not what she's saying. No. I'm, say, I'm saying that if um, I have a job that I want to do, I have a business that I want to run. It's not as if I'm working with someone and I have to go to work. I have a business that I want to run. Maybe this is what I'm working on giving me food, and I'm waiting on God to hear, God, is this what you want for my life? Is this what I should do? Should I be engaged in the business while I'm waiting on God, or I should stop doing the business and totally be there waiting on God to hear that, God, should I do this? Should I continue with the business? Should I go back, or I should just do something else? You'll go hungry for a long time. <laughs> continue doing what you're doing. The Bible says that whatever state you are called, that remain. If you are called circumcised, remain circumcised. If you are called uncircumcised, remain uncircumcised. If you are called as a, as a husband, as a wife of, uh, as a third wife, remain wi- third wife. Just remain wherever you are and continue the way God wants you to continue. So what you do is that, yes, you can do your business and all that, but then you can wait on God. Waiting on God does not mean you should stop everything for the next one year so that you can wait on God and hear, no. No, you see, God knows what is going on. So if you take some time, I have three days or two days or one full day that I can wait on God. Go and wait on God. If you, if you don't hear anything, go come back and come and do the same thing. Like that, okay? And you, you don't have to even vanish somewhere. You can still be in your system, in your ecosystem, and still be in spirit, be in the spirit, and God can talk to you. Sometimes the answer can come Outside of the waiting period, you know, you go and wait. The, 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 imp- the important thing is that you, you made time to see God's face. That's the most important thing. The fact that you, 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 you set time aside to see God's opinion concerning a thing. The answer may not come if it's a day. The answer may not come in a day. But the fa- understand that the fact that you... You decided with your heart that, Lord, I want to hear your opinion concerning this. Is this, is, this is a, should I say, a, a, a heartfelt prayer. Okay. You are done. Like you said, the day aside, you are done. You probably didn't hear anything. You are going about your activities. You'd be surprised. The answer can come from anywhere. Okay. So it's not, chin, 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 today I said the day aside, I have to hear from God today. It's like, God, today or... I speak now or forever hold your peace. You know, yeah, and I think some people do that. You know, it's like as a mini time, no minya time, mama wa wankasa. And that's a very funny, and and that's how how people behave. You know, like right now we are teaching you something new, so we are going to have all manner of 
as I was sitting down, that's what I was thinking. I'm like, we're, we're going to have very interesting testimonies and, and very interesting experiences in the, in the days to come. Because it's going to try a lot of people's attitudes and, you know, your, your, your patience and a whole lot of things. But the fact that God appreciates the fact that you set time aside for him. That's one thing you have to know. That you decided to seek his opinion concerning something. He will give you an answer. It may not be that same day. It may not be that same hour. It may not even be that same week. But that answer will surely come. Amen. Hallelujah. There are so many factors, but at least this is good for you. Pastor, please, if you were given an idea as, business, as a business group and you didn't implement it, then later a member of the group gets a prompting that you are to implement it. Are you supposed to continue with it or pray again to find out whether you should go ahead? Thank you. I don't know what you want me to say. You should, you should talk to the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Some of the questions, is when you speak with them, ask certain questions, then it becomes clearer. So you should speak to his pastor. Speak to your pastor. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Have you been blessed? Yes. Have you learned anything? Yes. You have a question? What's your question? Ask his dad. Uh, is it possible that 80% of the time that you go to seek God's face, like, okay, let's say all the time that you go to seek God's face, he always, 80% of the time is, he talks to you about what to do in your ministry. Is it possible like that? <laughs> I was asking what else you are seeking his face concerning. Let's say you are expectant for something like, as he wants to do something else, but 80% of the time is what he should do. Do this, do this. And it's like, maybe you have an intention, like you want something to be done at this point in your life, but like nothing is totally said about that. It's what you should do in your ministry, specifically instructions that you should carry out. Matthew 6.33, maybe God wants you to concentrate on your ministry for now. Thank you, Daddy. Um, I think that God is not dogmatic. God is very dynamic. And yeah, there's no formula. There's nothing like, if, if you approach God like that, sometimes you might not get it. Sometimes, so I think that the best thing is your relationship with the Holy Spirit, as Daddy and Mommy has always been saying, is the most important thing. And also, you can also talk to your pastor concerning this. They'll really guide you. Maybe at a point in time in your life, God wants you to focus on this thing. And so you'll be led along those lines. And so it's not like there's a strict rule, like every time you wait on God, 80% should be this. So if you go and it's, maybe God wants to get 2% at that time. 20%, you know. Then, then, uh, what happens at the 20%? <laughs> eh, what happens during the, for the 20%? 20%, what does he talk about? Sorry? Best now. Ah, then he has spoken to him. So what else do you want him to do? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. It's interesting. I know that's where God will clarify things for you. I'm not teaching alone. The Holy Spirit is my helper, so we clarify things for you as you go. Hallelujah. God bless you for listening. Keep listening to the word as Christ is made the center of your world. 
or print counseling call 024-563-8314 or send an email to info at christworldinc.com. God bless you.